0: W-A-T-Y Folkestone, Georgia, online at ilovethetruth.com.
1: When should we forgive? Here's what Jesus said. When you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. When you stand praying, when you go to church, when you're in a prayer meeting, or when you're having your quiet time, is there some issue that comes to mind? Some unresolved conflict that hinders your conversation with the Lord? if you hold anything against anyone, now that pretty much covers all the bases. It includes every possible offense that I might be holding in my heart. Jesus is saying, when you come to talk to your heavenly Father, if you hold anything against anyone, before you keep on praying, forgive that person. Forgive him so that your Father may forgive your sins. The next time you have your quiet time, Start by asking God if you need to offer some forgiveness. With Seeking Ham, I'm Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth. 3,
0: sequence time. Six, five, four, three,
2: two, one,
3: zero. All engines running, commit lift off.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to SWAT Radio here on Thursday, November 30th. Last day of November. No I'm way. David Gray along with my buddy and Swan brothers Brad Sykes and uh, Doug is away today. We are flip-flopping Thursday and Friday this week. Doug is normally out on Fridays. He usually has a guest on Thursdays but he will have a guest tomorrow so Brad and I are here today and do you know who the guest yes he, one of our favorite guests in
4: fact i'm going to probably slip in and just be in the conversation anytime uh, we've got tommy nelson on from denton bible church um well worth the listen you know so oftentimes i was having lunch with a guy today and i you know i i don't know this is probably a bad habit you may do this from time to time where you're, you're if it's with... a bad habit i probably do
2: <laughs> you know where
4: you where you're where you're chatting with somebody and you're you're dropping names i don't like to mm-hmm. drop names mm-hmm. but i always i may drop a name just to find out whether or not you know who they are right and uh, we got to talking about swat radio and uh and he goes y'all always have some really good guests on i said we really do and uh i said man tomorrow's guest is going to be fantastic one of our favorites you know uh, oh who is it and it's Tommy Nelson, I go, you're familiar with Tommy, right? <laughs> I always think, you know, th- those, those names and those voices and the, the, <clears throat> the teaching that we've received over the years from certain pastors, preachers, teachers, whatever, uh, you know, you just assume some people know who they are. Mm-hmm. Listen, if you are not familiar with Tommy Nelson, uh, it, it'd be a stretch. It'd be a, a struggle for me to choose who's had a greater impact on my, uh, my walk, from a preaching standpoint than maybe a tommy nelson or john MacArthur. Mm. Uh, two different uh, right. s- similar theology but uh two different approaches to the pulpit mm. and uh, so anyway I, I know doug would probably say
2: the same yeah i might I've, I've mentioned my uh middle son just moved to frisco yeah and yeah. i know he was going to try i think he's going to oh. be about 30 minutes from Tommy's yeah. church but he's going to try to get there he went to i know he went to church tra- chuck swindoll's church did he uh, really good the first weekend yeah. out there yeah yeah boy chuck swindoll's a guy that did swindoll going, preach uh, i'm not sure yeah. i don't know but yeah. g- going back to what for me to the 80s you know listening on the radio and hearing chuck swindoll was one yes. of the one of the mainstays you know over the years chuck swindoll i know i've mentioned alistair Begg before yes um yeah. you know those guys john MacArthur. um th- those guys uh Charles Stanley. I mean, just thinking about the various ones oh. i listened to over the years. Jim Dobson, oh, wasn't, yeah. he wasn't a preacher. James but Dobson, Focus yeah. on the family, on family. And, and, and so many of the things, by the way, that he warned about mm-hmm. with regard to families and, and the yeah. culture no doubt. You no know, doubt. 30 years ago yeah. have, have come true. We were talking about this the other day. I don't know if we were talking about it on the program or, or in a study, but um, just that, you know, think back to the 80s when Dobson was warning um, – Talking about gay marriage and the mm-hmm. and the gay agenda. Um, and the fact that they are you know, really trying to capture the minds of kids, of yeah. young people. Yeah. And look how that's happened. And um, now and now that aspect of our culture seems tame. Doesn't it? Compared to some of the things that we're mm-hmm. dealing with. And I think that's mm-hmm. the way evil works, isn't it? It you get desensitized to, to lies and untruth and evil. Um, and and something that is you know we would have considered that is that is wrong and that we would have thought about it mm-hmm. that way 30 years ago now doesn't seem so bad or seems mild compared to some of the things that are out there yeah
4: and who's who's stepping forward to say man we were wrong about that mm. uh it was just i was sitting down in the conference room before you got here and i was just reading uh, sometimes i don't get an, quite enough time to read as much as i'd like and i was reading an article about a politician, I'm not going to bring up names, but uh, she actually came out and said, you know what? We were wrong about COVID. Hmm. (laughs) Now, whatever your view is of COVID, Mm -hmm. you have to admit mistakes were made. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Mistakes are part of life. But we have got to own the mistakes we make. We got to own the decisions that we make, right or wrong, we got to own them. And when they're wrong, we should we should be the first to step up and say, hey, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Right. And, uh, you know, just anyway, made me think about the fact that you look back, you know. I mean, interestingly, remember we used to say, man, if you look back 30 years ago, what if you look back four years ago or three years ago or five years ago? Yeah. Look at the drastic change, as you said. I mean, we are. We are calloused yeah. to a lot of the things Absolutely. today.
2: And, of course, that's the way. And, by the way, when I, when I mentioned that about gay marriage and the gay agenda and they want the minds of kids, remember what we're talking about. We're talking about what God calls evil, what God right. calls wrong. Right. You and I sitting here behind these microphones, we are not, we are not uh, hating anyone Individually, <clears throat> we are called to love people, and hopefully, we do. We're not perfect; we don't do it perfectly. But I'm just as big a sinner, if not bigger, <laughs> than anybody else out there. What we're talking about are are, are lies and untruths according to the scriptures. Mm-hmm. You know, things that are that are untrue, and and of course, by the opposite, true, which is what what God says in His Word. And so, um, but but that that thing about looking back on things and becoming desensitized in the culture. Boy, is that also true in our own lives in our personal lives. When you, when you have evil in your life, when you have sin in your life. And I know this from my own experience, you, it's so easy to um, become desensitized to sin and, and, and evil in in my own heart um, to engage in it over a period of time, to rationalize it, to justify it, and to become desensitized mm-hmm. to it. And boy, is that a danger. Yeah. That's a dangerous place to be. And yeah. so, you know, that's why I think another one of the many reasons why spending time in the Word and spending time with the Lord and spending time with each other to hold each other accountable, and, and and by that I don't always mean that we're sitting here every day and you're asking me 10 questions, right, about my life. But But if I'm around you all the time, if I'm around my other brothers all the time, I don't want to be a hypocrite. No, I don't, I don't want to be, you know, it doesn't mean I'm perfect. I never will be, but I, but I have a, I have a desire to be truthful Mm -hmm. and a desire to be real and transparent. And when you're away from that, when you isolate, boy, man, it's, it's easy to be desensitized and it's easy just to go your own way. And again, we've said it many times. That's why the Bible says the, the, the devil is like a lion. What yeah. do big cats mm. do—they look for yeah. isolated, that's right, wounded <clears throat> animals. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, you
4: know. But at the same time, and Doug brought this up uh, yesterday in the SWAT Bible study, and I don't know if you guys mentioned this uh, this morning, but you know, uh, we should have a compassion for those who are lost. You know, do we realize that uh, life is short, and uh, we don't know what tomorrow holds? Mm-hmm. And right. there are people who um are entering into eternity today without Christ. Yeah. And uh, the reality is as Christians we know that if they are without Christ where they're going. and we shouldn't want that for people mm, that's you right. know and boy, I got to tell you, David in, in the world we're living in and the evil that is so prevalent in our society, you know, there's a part of me that thinks, yeah, yeah, man, just bring it yeah. down. Wait on till they get you know. theirs. Absolutely, and yet yeah. that's not no Christ-like because that's uh,
2: what that's where we'd be. That's exactly w- without right. Him. And that's yeah. exactly right. It's interesting that you bring that up in our in our church's Tuesday night men's study. We've been looking at R.C. Sproul's book, you know, Essentials of the Christian Faith, and, right and it's funny. My my friend was we were I was joking with him the other night. He said, "Well, these are essentials. These should just be." The basic things, and, and we were on the chapters on election and predestination and all that. I said, essential doesn't mean easy.
3: Will. <laughs> essential may mean, yeah.
2: but anyway, one of yeah. the lines that Sproul uses in that section about Judgment Day and about those who are not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, he he refers to it as it will be the greatest holocaust in human history, the, gr- the greatest calamity. In human history, like, it, Mm. you know, we've seen things in this world that are awful, but what will it be like when many, many people, Bible says, you know, wide is the road to destruction, right? And many are on it. You know, what will that be like when all those people realize that they didn't believe the truth? Right,
4: right. And Uh, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, yeah, Yeah. Uh, they'll know the language, they'll know the lingo. Yeah. They'll have, served, verse, they'll have served. They'll done a it? lot of things. Sobering verse, but is you know and I think it, we'll dig into this next week uh, as we look at uh, what Doug taught on this week, but he brought out this idea that when we see Jesus after this text that we look that we're looking at today, it says he immediately left the synagogue and went to Simon's house, mm. and uh, Doug. Doug connected this idea that our faith in the synagogue should look the same as it does in the home. That you know, it, we don't become one person here and one person there. Right. Uh, that's you know, that's a that uh, that's a veneer of Christianity. Mm-hmm. That's a veneer of faith. Yeah. And Doug was talking about being up in uh, I think up in Georgia or something for his shooting thing and being surrounded by you know twelve guys who are just foul-mouthed that mm-hmm. kind of thing you remember there used to be yeah. a time when if if they knew you were a minister of the gospel they'd clean up their act yeah you don't have
2: that today right people are just like it's almost like they're proud of this yeah you know yeah that uh, it's amazing and it is amazing even even my own kids sometimes i have to like I was the kind of father that I didn't want to pick at every little thing and wanted to pick my battles. Right. And maybe sometimes I was a little lax in certain areas, but every once in a while, even my kids will come out with something and I'll just have to look at them like, Hey guys, I'm not you know, the only one that you know, no, no, I mean, it's, you know, and, 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 you know, we could all say that about ourselves. Right? Oh,
4: absolutely. By the way, I was, uh, you made me think of something. Um,
2: there's a good, hopefully I mean, my kids aren't I, listening I, by the way. <laughs> we, uh,
4: uh, obviously, we promote books and podcasts, and uh, I'm, I listen to Charlie Kirk from time to time. Gets a little too political for me, but all that to say. Uh, great podcast that came out uh, a couple of days ago called Satan's Trojan Horse for the Christian Church. Highly recommend listening to it. But one of the questions he, was, he had a couple of pastors on uh, that you know just uh, have taken a stand on a lot of the things that we're seeing in our culture today and and yet there's a whole nother group some of which you and I would would say we really they've impacted our lives mm-hmm. kind of veered off mm-hmm. course i think in yeah. many ways and yeah. of course no none of them have come forward and said you know i was wrong on mm-hmm. that one right but uh, one of the one of the questions that charlie asks is why do you think that's happened you know why do you why do we have so-called christians in our culture today who have been led astray you know and uh and i I can't remember what the answer but it was like all of a sudden right in my head i just answered it for myself i said i think people are not renewing their mind Mm. our minds are going to be renewed somewhere Mm -hmm. today right and the question is it's not that we don't turn on you know whatever news channel or podcast or whatever but you better be careful 'Cause if your spiritual diet consists of, you know, name your podcast, not saying they're bad. Right. But if that's the majority of what you're eating <laughs> yeah. spiritually, uh, you're gonna be you're gonna be mal- malnourished spiritually. Yeah. yeah.
2: And and there is just something we talk about the community of believers, how important that is, but but how important is it to have a community of of, of you and God? Right, on a regular basis, yeah. where where you're by yourself with him. Solitude, right? A- absolutely. Just And he's speaking to your heart, and, and you might read something that you've read a hundred times before, and all of a sudden you, you understand it differently or you understand something new about it. So we're going to take our first break here on SWAT Radio. Give us a call at 844-777-7928 if you have a comment or a question, and we'll be right back.
0: The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in Fernandina Beach at 91.3. On earth, could will to man
1: and the best
2: Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes. Glad you're with us as we come to you live from Jacksonville on the last day of November. Now we can really start feeling like it's Christmas. <laughs> hey, time. no doubt. By I'm the way, yeah,
4: <clears throat> you <know>, we, we <laughs> went into the break. Uh, you were, you talked about uh, you know getting time with God alone. Doug brought this out on Wednesday in his teaching, and I don't know if you guys talked about that but he was quoting from uh, Chuck Swindoll's book, uh, intimacy with the almighty. You ever read that book? We, we were talking about Swindoll yeah. earlier. Yeah. Swindoll wrote a book a while back called uh, intimacy with the almighty. And there's a, <clears throat> it, it's this idea of, of, um, these four S's simplicity, um, silence, uh, solitude and surrender. Mm. And, uh, yeah, great, great point that, uh, in, in the book, whatever you hunger for, you will eat, <laughs> whatever you hunger for, you will eat. Uh, it's a great book. Uh, so anyway, always just throwing that out there, some good books mm. to, to chew on. So. And,
2: and, and I think the way you hunger for things is to feed on them. And then if you don't have it, you miss it. So in other words, if i'm not feeding on the scriptures if i'm feeding too much on tv <laughs> yeah or or whatever it is you can name a thousand things you're feeding that aspect and you it's kind of you want more right but when you're spending time in the scriptures and you're spending time with god and then you don't do it you really miss it yeah but if you're yeah. staying away from it you don't miss it that much and you fill it with something else yeah and i true. think that's just the way we are yeah. as as it's our human nature, right? To to do that. So. You're absolutely right, and
4: I think there's a. I don't know. We talk a lot about discipline. Mm. I mean, uh, the word disciple comes from mm. the word discipline. Mm. Having a chat with my friend at lunch today, who I haven't, haven't seen in a long time, he are talking about you know the disciplines that we build into our life. You know, if if it's physical, you know, it, we, you, maybe you're consistent at going to the gym. Chances are you didn't go to the gym the first time and go, man, this is so fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it. You just you chose. I'm going to discipline mm-hmm. myself in that area. Yet within the within the within the body of Christ, so often people view discipline as some sort of legalistic w- uh, way of going. Listen, Paul said, I buffet my body mm-hmm. to make it obey. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't you wish? That because the Spirit of God was in us, we just, just natural that we just, uh, we just were obedient. Yeah. Man, my flesh is not obedient. No. There, there is a no. war waging Absolutely. within my body,
2: despite the fact that I've got the Holy Spirit Absolutely. in there. Absolutely. You know, it, 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 in some ways, maybe it gets easier, but in a lot of ways, it gets more difficult. It really does. I think you're right. It really yeah. does. And I think also as we grow in our walk, we also see. The level of sinfulness that's in us, the level of we're more aware of our sin and our yeah. fallenness. Yeah. And um, I think that that's a good thing in some ways, but because it, it, it increases our knowledge of our need mm-hmm. for Jesus. Mm. But it also works the other way sometimes where the devil accuses us based on that, right? Well, you know, you know, I, oh, I you didn't spend time in the yeah, word, exactly. whatever. I recognize my fallenness mm. and, yeah. you know, and, um, I tend to if I'm if I'm not thinking correctly instead of you know Doug said this not too long ago put put our focus on Jesus yeah. not on that not on <clears throat> right. our own fallenness right. and our own shortcoming but yeah. on him yeah. um
4: yeah. well you know, we, we were you know so I, I feel like the the point you were making earlier about the importance of silence solitude the importance of getting into your closet if you will uh and getting time with yeah. God I mean we live I talk about it all the time. We live in this world where we've got more information at the tip of our fingers Mm. and we need to turn it off sometimes. I mean, here we are broadcasting, you know, and and, uh, I'm thankful for opportunities like this to, Mm. you know, uh, exposit the word of God, discuss the word of God, apply the word of God. But the reality is we, we need time alone with God one of the uh, one of the, I may have mentioned this earlier in the week, uh, for Thanksgiving, my wife, uh, just does this great table for Thanksgiving. I mean, truly makes it beautiful. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and one of the things she put on each of the plates of all of our kids and their spouses were two, two CS Lewis books. Mm -hmm. And one is screw tape letters, Mm -hmm. which all my kids have read. Mm -hmm. And then the other one was uh, the weight of glory. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Anyway, you can see the, in the, a lot of the pictures that were taken, you can see those books as part of the decoration, you know. Very cool. And uh, it was great because uh, n- none of my uh, in laws, either none of my son in laws and none of my daughter in laws had read, uh, they'd, they've never read CS, you know, screw tape mm-hmm. letters, mm-hmm. mere Christianity, the weight of glory. And in fact, uh we decided we've read those but we're going to go and read it again those
2: those are the kind of books you could read once every couple years absolutely
4: there's a great quote c.s lewis he says we live in fact in a world starved for solitude Mm. silence and private and therefore starved for meditation and true friendship Mm. and you know what i can't be a good friend to you if I don't have a good friendship with the Lord. Yeah. You know, the, the, the idea of vertical yeah.
2: leads to horizontal. Yeah. And, maybe, maybe this is a common thing, and maybe you've heard it at, a, at weddings, but I once heard a pastor say in his charge to a groom in a, in a wedding ceremony, love God first, and I guarantee you'll love your wife second. Exactly. And I thought that was yeah, a great line. Exactly. And, had, and a lot of people probably had to stop and think about what that mm-hmm. meant. But of course he's right, and um, yeah. But the solitude thing, I, I'll say to my wife every once in a while. You know, I love the shows. I watch a lot of shows on. Uh, speaking of watching too much TV, uh, a lot of the shows that have you know that are either they're the survival shows or the shows of you know people doing uh, subsistence, subsistence living in Alaska. That I love that show, Life Below Zero, and and I'll say to my wife, I understand the appeal. Of kind of living remotely or, mm-hmm. or living no I don't think I could do it, but um but there's an element of that that's very attractive, that that solitude, because I think we do live in such fast paced such mm-hmm. fast paced environments. Yeah. yeah. With like so much communication. I mean, even think about a thousand years ago when you and I were kids. You never use the you use the telephone, you called your parents like if you were going to eat over your friend's house or call them at night to say, can I sleep over here? But you, you just were gone all day. Yeah. And and we didn't text each other pictures of our dessert and, you know, and, and, and there's this level of communication now and it, and it stresses people. Like if you send somebody a text and you think something's funny is the expectation there that, well, they better respond. <laughs> and if they don't respond, they didn't like it. Maybe they don't like me. And I don't think so, my kids like me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, I mean, but think about that. Think about the pressure people right. feel when they put something out there on so any kind of social media. And, and to your point, I think we long for. Can we just slow down? I mean, I've I've talked about when my wife and I were in California earlier in October, and we got to stay those few nights in this yurt in the middle of the redwoods, and that's about as close to being off the grid as I'll ever get. A yurt that had Wi Fi, mm-hmm. but um, but it was it was. It was so nice to be quiet, and it was so nice to not have to be anywhere. Yeah. yeah. And, and we don't get enough of that. And, and, and I think that—and here's the other thing. I, I don't want to be legalistic about this. And spending time with God, people have all kinds of different schedules and lives, so you do it when it fits, you know, when you can do it, when there's the best time. Yeah. But I think the morning for me, and I'm sure for you too— if I wake up last minute and I jump out of bed and I work from home and I roll into my office and what I slept in and I turn on my computer and I start working, that's not usually a good start to no, the day. No,
4: that is. No. no, you're right. But if
2: I'm up a couple hours before I have to start working <laughs> and I'm spending time in the scriptures and I'm praying and and, yeah. and a lot of times it's just, it's just reading the Bible and making notes in my margin or just yeah. seeing what God has to say and, yeah. and then hopefully, you know, and, and then a lot of times, you know, if we don't, if I don't know particularly what to pray, a lot of times it's just praying what I'm reading in the scriptures. Exactly. I'll be convicted yeah. of something yeah. and I'll say, yeah. well, Lord, I didn't do that. Yeah. Or I did that. And, yeah. you know, so. Well,
4: I, I always say, you know, we've used the acronym, A-C-T-S, right. Acts, right. Adoration, yeah. Confession, Thanksgiving, Supplication as, as kind of the base of your prayer life, I think. And, you know, so oftentimes the, the, the adoration aspect of it, when you understand what that is, you'll spend twenty minutes just adoring God. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like if I asked you, hey, tell me about your grandchildren. Yeah. You adore them. Right. And there's so many things that you could say right. to 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 tell me about that. Yeah. Well, I think the same is true. You know, I think we complicate it sometimes. I think our time with the Lord well, I think structure is perfectly yes, fine. Sure. I am one who, if I get overly structured, there's no intimacy Correct. within that structure. Right. It's like That's I can great point. I can schedule a really a minute-by-minute date mm. with my wife, and every minute I'm looking at my watch, my wife's not going to enjoy that. Right. She likes a little spontaneity. Right. By the way, I know we're going to take a break in a second. You were talking about just, again, uh, you said something about uh, – maybe the pastor at a wedding Mm -hmm. saying, you know, Mm -hmm. you've got to love God first. And uh, I I literally, as you said that, I was thinking about, uh, you weren't there, but when my daughter Hannah got married uh, recently, you were in California. But uh, this was, uh, Hannah had this C.S. Lewis quote. I'm on a C.S. Lewis kick today, obviously. Hannah had the C.S. Lewis quote hung on the wall in her room for years. This is what it said. A woman's heart should be so close to God that a man should have to choose him to find her. Mm. Uh, excuse mm-hmm. me, that, that a man should have to chase him to, in order to find her. Mm-hmm. And I, this is what I told Caden. I said, Caden, God answered your prayer and God answered our prayer in providing a young, young man who was chasing after him. And, and in doing so, he provided Hannah mm. to you. Mm-hmm. And I said, our, our prayer starting today is that these would be your two greatest pursuits in life number one god first number two hannah you won't love hannah well we won't love our wives well we won't love our children well we won't love our neighbors as christ called us to do unless our love for
2: him exceeds that that's right that's right uh, very well said we are going to take a break here at the bottom of the hour uh, for the news on swat radio when we come back we're going to Get into back into our text for this week in Mark chapter one. You gotta get focused here. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a call at 844 777 7928 if you have a comment or a question. And we'll be right back on SWAT Radio.
3: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Ceasefire talks appear to be growing tougher, with the Abaz already having freed most of the women and children kidnapped during the deadly October 7th attack on Israel that triggered the war.
4: Experts say the militants are expected to make great demands in return for freeing men and soldiers. Hamas has been releasing at least 10 Israeli hostages per day in exchange for Israel's release of at least 30 Palestinian prisoners. The latest ceasefire announcement followed a last-minute standoff with Hamas saying Israel had rejected a proposed list that included seven living captives and the remains of three the group said were killed in Israeli airstrikes. Israel later said Hamas submitted an improved list but gave no details. I'm Charles de la Desma.
3: Also at srnnews.com, Facebook's parent company says it has disabled thousands of fake user accounts linked to China that aim to spread divisive political content. Jackie Quinn with that report.
1: Meta officials say they've removed a network of nearly 5,000 fake accounts, which were created by someone in China to look like they belong to everyday Americans with fake names and photos. Instead of spreading false content, these accounts reshared posts from other social media, pulling from both liberal and conservative sources, suggesting the intent was not to push one side's view, but simply
2: to exaggerate partisan divide and for- further inflame polarization. I'm Jackie Quinn. The
3: Federal Reserve preferred inflation measure cooled last month. Prices were unchanged from September to October, down from a four-tenths percent rise the previous month. The Dow had 278 points, but the NASDAQ is down 112. This is SRN double. MediShare works too. It's been around for 30 years. Members have shared more than $5 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So yeah, really, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your healthcare. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy, or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now. You'll get a price within two minutes. So see what you can say. This is a very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. Call 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 844-55-BIBLE. Expect some delays because of a crash on the East Beltway on 295 southbound at the ramp to Monument Road. Also, there's a broken down vehicle on State Road 9B southbound at Flangler Center Boulevard. And there's congestion on the East Beltway 295 northbound near Butler Boulevard. Mostly cloudy tonight low 57 Friday mostly cloudy high 77 from the Traffic and Weather Center I'm AJ
0: oh, come
2: Welcome back to SWAT Radio. David Gray and Brad Sykes wanted to let that one play out as long as I could. Good stuff That's a there. Great, great, great hymn. Great uh, Christmas carol. As as Doug has said, why do we just sing the Christmas carols at Christmas? <laughs> they're applicable anytime. I, you don't want them to lose their specialness, right. I guess. But uh, some of the carols are such, uh, we've said this about all hymns, right? The carols included, they're such great teaching tools and Uh, reflect reflect the truth of scripture so often in the in the various verses
4: well i think you uh, we (laughs) brought out i think maybe it was monday or tuesday how easy we learn things
2: yeah right
4: but how oftentimes we learn things out of repetition but it never makes the distance from Mm -hmm. our brain down into our heart and i think that only takes place as we meditate on what's being said or what's being sung yeah. And so, yeah. you know, I think I just encourage people uh, during the Christmas season, uh, find you find yourself four or five really good theologically sound Christmas songs. Yeah. And uh, not that all the ones we're playing are. The, yeah. <laughs> are
2: Grandma got run over by a reindeer isn't one of them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Jingle
4: bells isn't one of them. But, you know. We, we still love those. Those yeah. are, those oh, they're fun. I'm not putting those, but down. no, but I think there's some really good ones out there. Oh that, man, absolutely. let those marinate yeah. for a while. Oh, oh, come all ye faithful. Oh, I mean, just word. the one we just put mm. in, yeah. came into
2: is a great one. And joy to the world. And hark the herald angels sing. And angels we have heard on high. You can name oh. so many of them. There's one, um, by the way, I think I've mentioned this before, but it's worth mentioning. And I would, anybody who's listening, I would just encourage you, go find it. It's so easy to find things, right, online. Go find the lyrics to um, Thou Who Was Rich Beyond All Splendor. Uh, it's it's one that we don't sing much, but and I can do a little bit of it. It's, you know, Thou Who Was Rich Beyond All Splendor. All for love's sake became as poor. Thrones for a manger did surrender. Sapphire paid floors for stable sapphire paved courts for stable floor and it goes through you know really what jesus mm-hmm. gave up in heaven to come wow. and, and become <clears throat> one of us and uh, and the humility that he had and uh, great great it, it, it's i guess it's a christmas song because it talks about him coming um yeah absolutely. But, but it's a it's a great hymn just by itself so i just pulled it up <clears throat> i won't read all of them you you just
4: did the first stanza yeah. uh, the second one thou who art Thou who art God beyond all praising, all for love's sake, becamest man. Wow. Stooping so low, but sinners raising heavenwards by thine eternal plan. Thou who art God beyond all praising, all for love's sake,
2: becamest man. Mm. And when you hear somebody who can sing sing that hymn; it's really beautiful and just do it yeah yeah (laughs) no no i don't want to ruin it for anybody but it's a good but the words are what's important exactly and and the words are tremendous and uh so look that one up and maybe work that one into your uh christmas repertoire i'm saving it right now yeah there you go okay all right uh
4: i know we didn't cover a lot of news out there and i know some people like us to chat about
2: news things there's a
4: lot out there that Always. I just
2: wouldn't even know where to begin today. I read uh, I was telling you before we came on. I read a few accounts of these kids, especially yeah. that were released mm-hmm. uh, uh, from being a hostage uh, in the Hamas-Israel conflict, and some of the things that are are coming out about what they experienced. Yeah. I don't know how you get over that. Yeah. Um, I think I think honestly, and and I think people understand what I'm saying the ones who were really young Mm -hmm. and may not remember this maybe are going to be a lot better off than these kids that are Mm -hmm. old enough to realize and remember what's going on. But some of the conditions and some of the things they, some of these kids, nine-year-old, 10-year-old kids were made to watch that raw footage of the massacre. You know, older, elderly people, you know, being withheld from medication and food and you know just just and being forced at gunpoint to do all kinds of things and this i read an account of one kid who still since he's been released hasn't stopped won't really talk but when he does he talks in a whisper even though he's not in danger anymore mm. because he was so afraid of yeah. anybody hearing him um, yeah. just crazy stuff so yeah. remember to pray for for these people that yeah it's great that they've been released but and the, and and the, but they have a long road yeah. They have a long road. Yeah, no so, doubt. No but, doubt. <coughs> and on a lighter note, for you golf fans, Brad and I always talk about our love of golf and Brad's good. We both love it and Brad's actually good. I'm very mediocre. <laughs> Not anymore. Um but Tigers playing this weekend in his yeah, tournament there in to the it. Bahamas. I saw a little a bit of it just a first round is today, I saw a little bit before I came over and uh he looks good. The whole question is will he be able can he if he can walk yeah, he can still hit the ball, yeah. so it's yeah. fun. It just adds that other level of interest and excitement when he's playing. It's yeah. I love seeing legendary players do great things. Yeah, in and, any sport, and I love, I love. I
4: mentioned this to you earlier. I love when the number one player in the world today, which Scotty Scheffler is, just a humble guy yeah, to absolutely. begin with, yep. and uh, for hear to hear him say when Tiger's on the range, you can, you can hear it. Yeah. You can hear it when he hits the ball. Yeah. So here's the number one player in the world still saying that guy's the guy you ought to go watch right there. Yep.
2: And you know, whatever, whatever you think of Tiger and obviously he's been through a lot, much of it, much of his, many of his problems of his Mm -hmm. own making, which is true of many of us, if not all of us, I've had plenty of issues in my life that were due to my own stupidity. Um, but whatever you think of him from a golf standpoint hmm. – and and it does seem like from a personal standpoint there's been some level of turnaround for him. I'm not saying he's right, – yeah. you know, don't know where he is personally <clears throat> and with his faith and all that. But but certainly he seems to have become – these young guys love him. Yeah. And he's been yeah. very good to a lot yeah. of them. And I love to see that, that, yeah, that that's being passed on. Yeah, and, I do too. Uh, so anyway. Yeah. Well, all
0: ahead,
2: right, Let's – um, I know we're going
4: to do our, our usual – this is something – I don't know. For, for me, I, I I so look forward to this particular broadcast where you and I get in here and, and we just work through the text that we've been working through all week. I feel like, you know, we spend at least three days a week, Doug and I, kind of expositing or you and I expositing the Word. But the reality is it's like I was hearing somebody today. It's It's not about the assessment. <laughs> you know, we can read it and assess, but it's the assessment's not good unless there's application. Mm-hmm. In other words, you can go to the doctor and the doctor can tell you you have, you know, thyroid disease. Well, it doesn't really help you if he doesn't give you something to, to walk away doing. Right. So I think at the end of the day, uh, we can work through the text, but it was kind of part of what SWAT, this whole radio broadcast came out of was, okay, we're going to study the word, but then we're really going to talk about the application yep. of it. So why don't I read the text We'll ask our typical uh, questions that we ask, and and this is really, for for those of you listening, is maybe it's a kind of a blueprint for how to spend time with another brother,
2: or if you're a woman listening,
4: how how you can spend time with another woman Mm. discipling. Yeah. her or him right and, and we so. were
2: talking about spending time with God it's also good for your own personal use right absolutely read a text and and think about it in terms of these questions yeah. maybe even write the questions yeah. out in your notebook and yeah. Yep. Put a few bullet points down that's exactly as to how you'd right. answer those questions. I think that's you bringing out those questions early on when we were doing this is, is, has been helpful yeah. to me. It's way.
4: very simple. It's very duplicatable. I think a lot of people think oh, I don't disciple because I just don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. This is a very simple model. We read the text. We ask two, maybe three questions. First question is, Hey, what, what stands out within that text? I mean, I think the spirit that's in you is going to, stir in there Mm -hmm. something that kind of pops off the page at you secondly is what does it say about god Mm -hmm. in that text what is it or what does it say about man in that text and then finally is you know the really the the important thing is how do you live differently in light of this particular passage Mm -hmm. so we've got about a minute and a half i'm going to go ahead and read the text you can send us out into the break we'll come back for the last segment and just kind of work through those Mark chapter 1, verse 21, and they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and was teaching. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. And immediately there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent, and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice, came out of him. And they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? A new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And at once his fame spread everywhere throughout all the surrounding region of Galilee. This
2: is God's Word. Thanks for reading that, Brad. And we're going to come back, as Brad said, and kind of dive into those questions and apply them to this text. We're glad you're with us. Give us a call at 844-777-7928 if you have a question or a
0: comment. And we'll be right back on SWAT Radio. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. The Florida Georgia Truth Network, on the air in St. Nicholas at 91.7.
1: Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long live The thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall.
2: Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes. Glad you're with us as we go into our last segment today. Uh, just we mentioned at the top of the broadcast, uh, Doug will be here tomorrow. Uh, with his guest Tommy Nelson. Brad may be on as well. Uh, no, Doug normally has a guest on Thursdays, but we just uh, flipped that around a little bit this week, and Doug will be here tomorrow with Tommy as his guest. And Brad and I are uh, handling today, uh, as we normally would, uh, a Friday. So Brad, you read the passage uh, before the break, Mark chapter one twenty-one to 28, and... uh you want to start with what jumps out at you? There, there's a couple of things, obviously. But
4: I'll... man, this this is a packed a yeah, few a verses. In fact, you know, the parallel. I obviously don't. We don't have time to go through the parallel passage in Luke four, which is much longer. Well, not really. It's not any longer, but there's a little more context to it. I, I said, you know, uh, uh, I feel like Mark is is kind of bottom line guy. He's laying the bricks uh, of of the structure, whereas Luke is kind of filling in the mortar in between the bricks, so there's a little bit more to it. But I think, you know, for me, uh, what stands out probably the most is where, in verse 22, um, you know, these are are Jews, God-fearing people who have been gathered in the synagogues. They've been hearing from scribes and Pharisees. And it says in verse 22, they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority mm. and not as the scribes, you know. And uh, so, so much of what, I don't know, that's impacted me is I think in the world we're living in, words are powerful. You know, you think about, you you may have been a person who's been scarred by words, you know, a coach, a parent, a teacher, whatever, whoever it is, you know. What did they say? Sticks and stones may hurt my bones, but words will never harm me. That's not, no, not true. Not true. There's power in the words. Mm-hmm. Well, there's power in God's work. Mm-hmm. And here the word has become flesh and the word is standing before them. Of course, Luke, you know, details that because they basically wanted to shove them, shove them off the cliff in mm-hmm. Nazareth. Right. Right. Uh, because of the words that he was speaking mm-hmm. and he wasn't speaking as what they were used to. They weren't, they were used to the scribes and the Pharisees coming in Not the. not that what they were saying was bad, but it didn't have authority. It didn't have power. Right. So that's, right. that's kind of what stands out to me. Yeah.
2: And me too. And uh, just to talk about that from my perspective as well, the, you know, this is another example of, as a believer who, if you've been a believer for a while and you've been brought up in the church and you've read the scriptures, this is another one of those passages that's familiar and it can be easy to maybe gloss over that verse a little bit. Yeah. And this is the advantage of digging into it, right? One of the advantages of digging into it is that what does that mean that they were astonished at his teaching? And it kind of makes you think about what was it like to be sitting there and even though they didn't fully understand it or know it, and many of them didn't believe it, the God of creation was standing before you yeah. Yeah. teaching from his word. Right? <laughs> like you said the I think you said the other day, He is authority. Yeah. yeah. He, he he spoke with authority because he is authority. <laughs> right. I, I mentioned that line, uh, it's not in the scriptures, but that the chosen has when he's in the synagogue in Nazareth that is described in Luke 4 and the the rabbi is telling them that they must because he's claiming to be the messiah they're accusing him of blasphemy and that mm-hmm. he must they must apply the law of Moses and therefore put him to death and he says Jesus the actor playing Jesus says I am the law of Moses and and what a pow- and that's true what a powerful exactly and 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 so and they're astonished also because anytime Jesus When they ask him, where do you get your authority? Well, your your point is true. He is authority. But he always answers with, I'm only showing you and telling you what I've seen and heard my father doing and saying. Mm -hmm. Every time. That's what he says. Mm. His authority is from the father. And, of course, it's hard not to go through this passage and not have the aspect of the demon-possessed man jump out at you. And anywhere that this happens in Scripture, and the demons cry out, mm-hmm. we know who you are. <clears throat> yeah. What do you want with us? The the fact yeah. that that the demons affirm, and, and the demon in this passage affirms Jesus' deity and his sinlessness. Yeah. He says you're the holy one of God. Yeah. Right. So that's an. I, I think I mentioned this the other day. That's another great place to go in the scriptures if you're ever discipling someone or talking to someone and they want to know, well, well, where does it actually say Mm -hmm. that Jesus is God? Right. Well, Jesus says it. I and the Father are one. Before Abraham was, I am. I mean Mm -hmm. Jesus says it in a bunch of places. So he makes that claim about himself. And of course the prophets all make that claim. John the Baptist made that claim. God the Father said it about Jesus at his baptism. But here the demons say it. Yeah. Now why would the demons be saying it? Yeah because it's true and they know it's true and jesus has authority over them so to me that's incredible as well
4: and you know what i was thinking uh this just came to my mind as you were saying that these demons i mean they say here uh what have you to do with us jesus of nazareth We, we know i know who you are right think about it they may have been in heaven with jesus <laughs> well do you, do you ever just like
2: connect the dots well, I that guess these they, are fallen angels I, here? Been, I never really thought about it that way from that in this passage but that has to be true yeah because they yeah. weren't created after yeah. they fell
4: yeah right yeah well, i don't think we we'll even think about earlier in mark you know about that uh when when jesus is baptized by john the baptist the heavens open and a, a dove descends on or the spirit descends on him like a dove mm-hmm. and the, the words that god says think up to this point jesus has done no ministry at this point and yet what does he say this yeah. is my son yeah. in whom i'm well pleased yeah. he's not well pleased because he's been doing all this ministry right he's well pleased because he's my son right and right. uh and he's been with me for and he's eternity. been with me. exactly yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that's a great that's yeah. a
2: great point about the demons they they May have been with them. I guess they were. Well, uh, think about it. I- that, I- identity. There's it's my about comment I- about that yeah. might be for another program. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but that's a great thing to think about. Yeah. They identified
4: him. This mm. demon yeah. identifies Jesus. Yeah. How does he identify him? Uh, by the words yeah. that he speaks. Yep. Uh, yep. He speaks truth. And, you know, Doug and I kind of touched on it. You and I touched on it early in the week. We have so discounted. The power of the word of God in and of and by itself. Mm. Shame on us. Yeah. Yeah. God's word has power. Yeah. How does. will they be saved if we don't preach? How will they preach if we don't send? We have to preach the word
2: of God. Mm-hmm. Well, and I guess that conversation is a good lead into, <laughs> and it kind of overlaps with what is what does this passage teach us about God? Yeah. yeah. Well, first of yeah. all, we know He has complete. Jesus has <laughs> complete authority over the over the dominion of yeah. evil and the dominion of Satan. Yeah. And we knew that from when he was tested in the desert. Exactly. But here he has complete he has complete rule over them and authority over yeah. them. And he has authority <laughs> he has authority in his teaching because as we've said he is truth.
4: Yeah. He yeah. is authority, right? I right. mean, I love what you said there. You know, he 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 teaches as one who has authority because he does have authority. Yeah. And that authority is demonstrated, uh, not just in what he says, but what he does. And he calls that demon out. Right. Um, Now, so I think, what does it say about God? It's his power. He has authority. Uh, All authority has been given to me, Jesus said, in heaven and on earth. So he's on earth. Mm -hmm. All authority has been given to me. He calls that demon out. But... And I'll just tie this into the last part uh, of our discussion: is how does this impact the way I live? Mm-hmm. And I, I think about the fact that even even the even the demons obey. <laughs> wow! And yet, so oftentimes, I know God's word; I know what He's telling me in an mm-hmm. instant. Yeah. And yet I disobey. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm yeah. not obedient.
2: Yeah. Yep. And also, I guess, what it teaches us about how we should act is that Jesus has all authority on heaven and on earth and all authority over demons, all authority over every ruler and authority and power. And in the Great Commission, he tells the disciples that that's all been given to him. Mm -hmm. And if he's in us by the Spirit, then that authority and power is available to us. It's within us. It's, It's we are... You know, I've mentioned this before. I love when you know Luke wrote the Gospel of Luke, and he wrote Acts, Mm -hmm. and he says at the beginning of Acts to Theophilus, he says, "I wrote, but my prior book, I wrote all that Jesus began to do and teach, because the work was continuing through the church, and it continues today through the church, and we're part of that." And so, and you know, our pastor was is preaching on Mark. I mentioned this the other day, and Doug has said this: when we're possessed by Christ, when we're indwelt by the holy spirit we can't be possessed by a demon right Right. they can harass us they can Mm -hmm. they can attack us they can bother us they can tempt us yeah but they don't control us Yeah, the spirit controls us we have to yield to the spirit Mm -hmm. and so i guess my point is that we should we should act like that yeah and and not be fearful and and you know, you think you use the phrase earlier this week. we'd you know, not look for a devil behind every bush, and, mm-hmm. and and most of the time when we're sinning and struggling anyway, it's because of our own flesh. Absolutely, not because of. Uh, but but the point is, we can we can step out without fear, yeah. even though that doesn't always happen. We no do. Doubt. We are fearful sometimes, <laughs> but. That's a way we can try to change, I and mean, that's yeah. something we can pray about.
4: Well, and we talk about it all the time, and it's one of the pillars, one of the five, one of the five pillars of SWAT, is God's Word. Mm. It is our authority because it is authority. It, we have to make it our authority. Yeah. And you talked about power, First Peter, Second Peter, one three. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence Mm -hmm. and yet boy when we are tempted so you know we know the scripture about he won't give you anything that won't give you a way a way of escape he won't tempt you in such a way that you can't escape the escape is to go to his word and be reminded that that authority you were talking about is in us by the spirit we can overcome that not me god has overcome it Therefore, uh, I need to rely on that power. And
2: that's, of course, where the surrender comes in. Exactly. Do we surrender to that yeah. or do we remain yeah. under our self-rule? Doug's <laughs> been using those terms a lot, self-rule versus exactly Jesus rule. And yeah. that's where that surrender comes in. Well, anyway, another fast hour. Brother, always good to be with you. And uh, uh, Doug will be on with Tommy Nelson tomorrow. You may be here. And then I think you and Doug are here next week. Uh, If I don't talk to you before then, have a great week. Thanks for listening on SWAT Radio and tune in tomorrow for Doug and Tommy Nelson.